my god okay it's happening are we doing this it's showtime are you ready for the feed on nr92 Good afternoon and welcome to this holly jolly final edition of The Feed. I'm Sarah. And I'm Serena. And today's feed is all about Christmas. Now, Sarah, what is your favorite part about Christmas? Well, I gotta say, it's like all the de- the decorations. I love putting them up. I love looking at store displays. And I love all the sparkles. My house is literally coated top to bottom in sparkles That's right what now. you do. Those decorations make me so happy inside. I love decorating. Like the minute my family could decorate and put my Christmas tree up, we did. Oh my god, I love it. And what is your favorite part about Christmas? My favorite part about Christmas is definitely just being able to be with my family around Christmas time. And I think that's really just one of the most important things yeah. around this ha- time of year. I love that. That is so sweet. All right, here in Edmonton, though, like everyone knows, Edmontonians, we love to celebrate. And Serena, you learned Christmas is no exception to this, hey? Yeah, no, Christmas is a special time of year. And whether you're wanting to do something with the family, friends, or even by yourself, there is definitely something for you to do. Christmas is coming, and that means Christmas parties, events, and so much fun in Edmonton for you to partake in. Santa's coming to town! Take a walk through the Festival of Trees where you will see over a hundred decorated trees and displays. There's even a Santa breakfast. It's on now until December 2nd at the Shaw Conference Center. Or go to a magical winter wonderland at the Country Christmas Lights in Leduc from now until December 30th. Perhaps it's getting a little bit chilly this time of year. Well, you can warm up with a cup of hot cocoa at the Zuminescence Festival of Lights. It's your chance to have a magically fun night at the zoo. From light installations and skating all the way to a DJ and fire dancers. It's all happening at the Edmonton Zoo from December 1st to 30th. Or partake in Glow. It's the largest indoor Christmas festival in Edmonton. Plus, there are so many delicious treats from local food trucks and breweries for you to taste. Ellen Reed, the box office manager at Glow, says that this winter festival is one not to miss and the perfect date night idea. Most people spend about two to three hours inside. It's kind of like a light gardens area that you can walk through with a bunch of different cool light displays. There's live music at certain times during the night. There's interactive activities for families and for kids. There's scavenger hunts. There's a bunch of different food vendors. There's a market that you can go shop at. So there's a lot to do. Stroll, laugh and play under the twinkle of half a million lights. If you're not really feeling like walking around a lot this season and you're just wanting to relax, then these next couple ones are definitely for you. You can watch some holiday-inspired performances like Twas the Night Before Christmas, put on by Duffel Bag Theater, or even go to a classic Nutcracker in a Nutshell. It takes you through the classic ballet of the Nutcracker in only 30 minutes on December 1st and 2nd. Perhaps celebrate winter in Little Italy, It's a free guided horse-drawn carriage tour through Little Italy on December 2nd and 9th. Or even make some New Year's plans with Nate and your closest friends at Panorama Ski Resort. Be away for three to four days, hit the slopes, and bring in the new year in new ways. So as you've heard, there are so many different things that you can do this season. Personally, I'm definitely going to go check out Glow sometime next week at the Enjoyment Center in St. Albert. And these... These were just like scratching the surface. Like there's tons of other things you can do. Yeah, I know there's so much going on in the city. I want to do it all, but I don't know how I'm going to manage to fit everything in. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Now these activities are fun, but they are not the only type of event going on in the city. There are also a ton of like charities that do work around the holidays. And Emily actually got a look into that. Yeah, so I talked to a few different charities around Edmonton and in Edmonton to see what they do around Christmas. 
The holidays can be a stressful time for a lot of people, with the gift shopping and costs and the family events. But there are also a lot of people who are less fortunate, and the stresses of the holiday season can be a lot different for them. Edmonton has several different charities that each do what they can to help those who need it around the holidays. Janine Foote is the marketing and communications manager for 630 Ched Santa's anonymous organization, who gather toy donations every year to give to kids who may not be able to receive gifts at Christmas. Foote says they heavily rely on the community and have seen great success from the donations and support. You might see them large white boxes, uh, collection boxes, in all of the malls, Costco, Canadian Tires, Superstore, Toys R Us, and Ikea locations all over Edmonton. So we rely on those boxes, and then we have toy pickup drivers that will go to the boxes on a regular basis and empty the box and bring the toys here where they get sorted. Well, we're able to gift to about 25,000 kids every Christmas, and inside each package uh, is a primary toy, so that's something uh, that doesn't have batteries, that can be played with right away, doesn't need someone else. You know, like not, not a two-player game, but something they can play with by themselves. Um, and then they get a secondary toy, which is, it might have batteries, it might be off-season, it might need, might need someone to play with, a book and a teddy bear. So we aim to put four of those items. So if you think about it, we need like 100,000 items donated. Another Edmonton charity that gets involved around the holiday season is the Christmas Bureau of Edmonton. Executive Director Darlene Kowalchuk says over the years, they have seen what people need this time of year. We are a non-denominational organization that provides Christmas hampers for uh, families in need. So they can get the traditional Christmas hamper, but they can also request gift cards to Sobeys or Safeway, where they would be able to buy what their tradition is, because not everybody eats a turkey for Christmas dinner. So this way, with the gift cards, they're able to provide whatever Christmas festivities their tradition is. A second part to that now is that we also provide a program called the Adopt-A-Teen Program, where we provide teens in that family a gift card to Walmart so they're able to buy their Christmas present. Because we work closely with Santa's Anonymous, and Santa's Anonymous provides the toys to kids ages as 0 to 12, so we provide team cards to ages 13 to 17. The Edmonton Food Bank operates all year, but they too get involved in the festive season. They provide food support such as hampers or bulk foods for individuals and families, as well as organizations in the city. During the holiday season, they provide festive trimmings in their donations. Tamison Ben's night with the Edmonton Food Bank says this time of year is when a lot of people are more generous. But it is important for the food bank to keep donations and help coming well after the holidays. Our public donations actually drop substantially. and The public donations are from individuals and the giving to us versus the big corporations, the retail food program or anything like that. So those donations drop substantially in the spring and summer for us. So we have to build up the stocks so we can go into the new year for as long as we can before purchasing all the food that we need before the Heritage Festival. All of these charities accept donations and volunteers from the public, and here's how you can help this holiday season. Delivery weekend, we have about 1,500 drivers that show up at the depot December 15th and 16th. There's no registration, they just come out in droves. It's absolutely incredible and overwhelming <laughs> to see all the people here. This information is on our website, which is at christmasbureau.ca, and so if they go to that website, they can make their donation, they can put in their application to fundraise, to sponsor a family or a volunteer.
People can help in various ways. They can visit our website, edmontonsfoodbank.com. They could donate securely online. They can participate in one of the many events and campaigns that we have out there, whether you want to physically go out for the ETS Stuff a Bus and visit one of the buses on Saturday at Save on Foods, go to Safeway and make your donation. All the major grocery stores and fire halls actually accept donations. So if you have a car full of food and you don't want to drive all the way back to the food bank, swing by one of the fire halls. The firefighters will even help you unload. <laughs> You're personally tight on money too. That may be the donation of your time. And then the new year, again, we still need to keep our doors open. So we have to build those food hampers, still go out in the community, pick up the food from the corporate donors and everything. So we do need help with uh, the manpower. So if you want to sign up and join us, either Monday to Friday, we're open Saturdays. And there's also Monday to Thursday evenings that we're open too. So if you're interested in helping out with these organizations, you can check out their websites for pretty much all of the information. Yeah, it's really. I think that's really awesome how people do give their time back at this time of year. But you do have to remember, like, not only this time of year you should be giving back your time, but, like, after Christmas is done, mm-hmm. too. Exactly. Well, Christmas is really all about giving. Giving to charity, giving to friends, giving to family. But for parents, it's all about giving the perfect gift that will make your kids' Christmas extra special. That is right. And our very own Boris, who is a father of three, is a expert on the subject. Now, Serena Dijonais, Sarah Fox, if you have a young child or a tween on your Christmas list and you don't know what garbage and crap is out there that you can get it for Christmas, don't worry. I have done the research for you, and I didn't do it alone. Christmas is a time for celebrating with loved ones, spreading holiday cheer, eating good food, and genuinely being happy. No! Wrong! Christmas is a time for presents! Big, shiny, expensive presents that you get, and your friends don't get, and they're jealous with envy and they hate you. Back by popular demand is my son Owen to talk about the top tween gifts this year for Christmas. Good evening, Owen. How are you? Good. Are you excited for Christmas? Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over this website I found. It's timeout.com, and it has the top 10 Christmas gifts for tweens, because you're a tween now. You're 10 years old. So we're going to go over these, and you tell me what you think, okay? Okay. Number one, unicorn headphones. Tweens can't get enough of these mystical, colorful creatures, so why not let them show their love for unicorns with a cute accessory? What do you think of these really ugly unicorn headphones? I like them. You you like those? Yeah. Would you wear them? Yeah. Oh, all right. They are uh, $11 on Amazon.com. Number two, video game collection puzzle. That's a puzzle with a whole bunch of old video games on it. Is that cool? No. No? Would you rather just play the video games than the puzzle? Yeah. All right. Number three, a bracelet set. Tweens love to accessorize, and this set of bracelets not only offers a chic boho flair, I don't know what that is, but it pays homage to the planets in our solar system. Do you want uh, a bracelet set? No. No, those look kind of, do you make bracelets for your friends? No. No. A tote bag that says, I literally can't even tote. Why would you, <laughs> why would you want a string bag? Like, would you, would you want, do you want that tote bag for Christmas? No. What would you do with it? What would you put inside it? Nothing. Okay, here we go. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Number five, an Echo Dot. Let's face it, kids love asking questions. If you're being stretched in too many directions, let Alexa step in to help. Would you like an Amazon Alexa? Yes. What would you ask it? Um, what's the capital of Edmonton? Edmonton is a city. It's the capital of Alberta. Exactly. That's why I need to test it. So you don't need an Echo. You just need me. Yeah. Okay, ask me another question. Maybe I'll get it. What's the capital of a place? A cap- okay, ask me another question. Um, what's 12 times 12? 144. Boom. Roasted. Nope. Alright. 
It is. Number six, a neon peace sign. Bring on the groovy vibes. This neon peace sign will add a bit of zen to your tween's bedroom. Do you want a neon peace sign? It would be cool, but I feel like it would probably not work after a while. It would burn out? Yeah. Or you might break it? Yeah. This looks like something that should be in a really crappy sports bar. Have you ever been to a crappy sports bar? No. No. Have you been to a good sports bar? No. Or a movie. Alright. Number seven. Arcade pin. Need a stocking stuffer? Look no further. This vintage game system adds the perfect touch to any tote, jacket, or backpack. It's a little pin that looks like an old arcade game. Do you like that? Yeah. It says you could put it on a tote, so maybe you could put uh, this on your tote bag that says I can't even tote. No, I would put it on my laundry. Okay. Okay. Number eight. A chakra bath set. What the heck is this? Little kids might put up a fuss with bath time, but not tweens. It's the perfect way to mellow out after a long day. Enjoy a little R&R &R in the tub with shea butter bath salts. You want bath salts for Christmas? No. Can't no? you just take a normal bath? <laughs> so, do you take baths or do you take showers now? Showers. Oh, so you don't even need bath salts anymore, eh? No. Alright, so skip to the next one? Yeah. Number nine. Ooh, a Polaroid one-step two camera. It's back and better than ever. A cool release from newly revived Polaroid makes instant film even more fun. Now that's cool. Yeah, but I already have a Polaroid. Do you ever use your Polaroid? Yes. What do you take pictures of? Um, things that I think are cool. Like what? Like my wall. Your wall. You take pictures of your wall? Yes, my bland white wall. Your bland white wall. Okay, number ten. Pick punch. Need a new guitar pick in a pinch? This punch lets you crank out some just about anywhere, so you're never without. Now, you don't even play guitar, so why don't you get a pick punch? Do you have a guitar? Yeah. Where'd you get a guitar from? Christmas last year. You got a guitar for Christmas last year? How come you're not Eddie Van Halen by now? What? Eddie Van Halen. Do you know who that is? No. He's a really good guitar player. Okay. Alright. So, out of all of these gifts, the guitar pick punch, the Polaroid camera, the arcade pin, what is the coolest gift of all these gifts? Probably the tote bag. Do <laughs> you like the tote bag? Alright, so now tell me what you really want for Christmas. Um, paper and pencils. So you can draw pictures? Yeah. Do you have any message to the students of Nate this holiday season? Um, stay in school. And what else? I don't know. What should they not do? Drugs. Alright. Do you want to sing the Harry Potter theme one more time like you did at Halloween? No. Alright, say goodbye. Bye. Now, two things. Don't get anything that you saw or you heard on that list because it was all crap except for maybe the Amazon thing. And number two, I know it's Christmas now. I'm down here right now at the South Lobby, and literally while that segment was playing, the Grinch walked right by me. No word of a joke. The Grinch is wandering the halls of Nate right now. So, hey, keep an eye out. All right. Thanks, Boris. And a You're welcome. And a special thank you to Owen. And now I know what kind of toys not to get my cousin who's that age for Christmas this season. A tote season. bag. A tote bag. <laughs> we'll be right back to the feed. And welcome back to the feed. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's it gets gross. the people going. Welcome back to the Christmas edition of The Feed, brought to you by the Retail Meat Store. Now, we have talked about events in the city, giving back to charities, and giving the perfect gift to your kids, i.e. a tote bag. <laughs> and now we're going to talk to Waz, who got a little bit of an insight into how some other cultures like to celebrate the holidays. Yeah, happy Kwanzaa, guys. Happy, happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. <laughs> Merry, Merry Chrysler. Merry Christmas. Well, anyways. Are you just so, reading off some uh, holiday greetings yes, to us? Yes, of course. You know, as someone who comes from a European background... I found that traditions are celebrated differently, like food and religion. It's not just a one or two day thing for some. My interviews give some uh, two nice perspectives of Christmas in Germany and another on Mexico. Christmas, it's the most wonderful time of the year, where it feels like the world is at peace for once. 
Now, that has me wondering, how differently is it celebrated outside of Canada? So, I decided to do some exploring. Yeah, I'm Fabian from Germany and I'm a friend of Voss. Hello. First of all, we don't have a Santa Claus. Um, we have the predecessor, it's called uh, Saint Nicholas, and he doesn't come in the end of December, he comes at the 6th of December, mostly to the children, and he has uh, a companion called the uh, Krampus. In some areas I think it's called uh, Knecht Ruprecht, but we call it Krampus, and it's basically the good guy and the bad guy. And Saint Nicholas is like, it looks like Santa, but he has a bigger hat, a taller hat, it, it was a bishop I think and the campus is the bad guy. Uh, my name is Nikita. I'm a German and Canadian citizen. Um, yeah, so we celebrate on Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day, which means we have our big family dinner. Um, we do presents and everything. All of that happens on the 24th rather than the 25th. And on the 25th, we all just kind of stay in the house. And generally, um, in my family in particular, it's kind of a tradition that we, we read books, which is um, a European thing is that we give books on Christmas Eve and then you spend the day reading them. Um, my name is Juan Angel Rosales Jr. I'm, I'm Mexican from both sides of my family. They're all from Mexico. But we have these things called posadas. So they happen between like December 16th and the 24th. 24th being the main one day before Christmas where either we go to church pretty much every day, which I hated when I was a kid, or we have like these things called posadas on certain days where all the family gets together, they eat, they drink and whatnot, and they celebrate and they sing or whatever. Wait, they don't have a Santa Claus? And man, do they know how to have a good time in Mexico. And so, what makes it different from Canada and the US? I don't know, we also have like another day that's our, in our holidays is St. Nicholas Day. And so what we do, it's like right at the beginning of December and the tradition for that is you like shine your shoes and leave them by the foot of your bed and then in the morning, if you've been good all year and if you've shined your shoes nice enough, then you come back and they're filled with chocolate and candy and stuff. German Christmas seems a bit older, a bit more traditional, also a bit, bit more religious still, not that, that materialized. There's a huge difference. I know I spent one Christmas one, with one of my friends and his family, and it wasn't like this huge thing because I wasn't used to that kind of, I was expecting like the whole family to be there and whatnot and just making a lot of food and drinking of course but it was just like him his family and that was it like his close family just like his mom dad maybe like one aunt or uncle if I correctly and coming from a polish background myself i can agree that religion is huge and of course i have to ask them what's their favorite part about christmas probably the food <laughs> just coming from like me being a cook for so long just being able to like sit down with my grandmother back then and being help, able to help her, you know, make the make tamales and all the other different type of food that we make for Christmas, uh, chapurado, we make uh, buñuelos. Memories, um, the memories of, the, of childhood. Yeah, just family coming together, eat together. One of my favorite things that, uh, it's like um, a German tradition, we do this thing that's called a buntatella. Um, it's this little plate and on Christmas Eve you get a plate that's been filled um, by your parents with all these different treats in it. So it's got like different chocolates and different kinds of cookies and stuff. And so it seems that the rest of the world is a little different. And how can I not finish this by saying, Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Frohe Weihnachten. Frohe Weihnachten. Well, like uh, Fabian said, Europe is a little less uh, materialistic and more traditional. I would try saying Merry Christmas in Polish, but I'd probably butcher it. <laughs>
I tried last night. It didn't go well. Didn't go well. No. You're, you're whoa, dead. Whoa, whoa, wait. How, how do you? It's like Vichel and Schwiet. It's I, I, that. Just, I just butchered that. Th- that so. was close. You were close. No, I was I'm not. still proud of you, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that every culture has a different way of celebrating the holidays. Like, my family has traditional Ukrainian food. And we used to, when my great-grandfather was alive, do Christmas on Christmas Day as well as Ukrainian Christmas, which is in January. Yeah. And Serena, what like what kind of stuff does your family do around Christmas? Um, well, I spend the holidays with my big, loud, amazing family uh, doing different things around Edmonton. Like we sing carols with my whole family at this big dinner where everyone brings like this plate of food or something. And then we also do this thing every Sunday in the month of December. It's like a light advent. So every Sunday we light a different candle. And yeah, things I, like that. Can you guys adopt me? Anytime. You're, so You're welcome to my grandma's house anytime. Okay, I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyways, so Chad was also curious about how students at Nate were going to be spending their Christmas this year, so he went around and asked them. So Christmas is a time of giving, and I wanted to see what students' favorite and least favorite gifts are and how much some college students are willing to spend for the holiday season. Christmas is the time of giving and receiving. With millions of people receiving and sending presents all over the world, I wanted to know what some of the best and worst gifts people have ever received are. My favorite gift would have had to have been going to New York. I got the tickets as a Christmas present wrapped in some paper, and there they were. I got a pet rock. To be honest, probably money. Now, money's the best. I can buy whatever I want with it. Uh, that's a tough one. Maybe some jewelry? My favorite Christmas gift uh, would have to have been when I got my Alienware X51. That baby, oh, it lasts, like, that was a good gift. Uh, when I was, like, really young, I got, like, a, a CD player, and that was just, like, I was amazed by that. My least favorite Christmas gift is clothing. You can just buy it yourself. Just give me money instead so I can buy the clothing that I want to wear. Someone gave me a back to Skittles. Yeah, like. Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, I once received a dish drying rack. It was wrapped up very nice, and uh, yeah, that was from an old boyfriend. Worst gift? Uh, I- I'm usually really thankful for getting clothing. But whenever I get like a super itchy sweater, <laughs> those are always the worst. Like I'm one of those guys that's okay with socks, but don't give me the itchy sweater. A couple of years ago, I got in like a whole, like a really bad car accident. And my car got completely totaled, and somebody got me like a, a winter like roadside repair kit. That was that was a good one. With most of the people I asked being college students, they didn't seem too fond on spending money for Christmas this year. But some do have money, and here's what they have to say. 100 to 200 bucks. I'm looking to spend at minimum $200 this year. You know, I'd love to spend a bunch on Christmas gifts this year. Uh, unfortunately, I won't have the opportunity to, seeing as how I am unemployed. This year. Yo, I'm honestly so broke. I don't think I'm going to get anyone anything besides a crisp high five. So it was extremely interesting to see what people's favorite gifts are. Even if they don't seem like it would be a good gift to you, it's a good gift to someone else. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Chad, for doing that. And to finish off today's edition of The Feed, I decided to reminisce about some favorite Christmas memories with our NR no- our very own NR92 staff. 
Christmas is just around the corner here in Edmonton, and to celebrate, I thought I'd ask everyone here at RATV what their favorite Christmas memory is. I go to my godparents' house, and we build gingerbread houses with them, which we're doing um, next weekend. And I always build one with my godfather, um, and it's just like this cute little tradition that I've done since I was like four years old. So It's the satisfaction of knowing that I am indeed my grandmother's favorite, because she gets us socks every year, and I was the only one who had an extra $20 bill tucked into my pair of socks. I'd have to say uh, spending time with my grandma on the island in uh, BC. When I was seven, we just moved to a new house. It was our first Christmas in the house. And uh, I got a PlayStation 2 for Christmas. It was uh, probably the best Christmas I ever had. Shrek 2 came out that year. I got it on DVD. My PS2 could play DVDs. Uh, that's all. That's probably the best Christmas memory I have. <laughs> Favorite Christmas memory? Um, hmm. <laughs> can you? Can, so. Could you get back to me? Hmm. Mm, I'll tell you another one. Every morning on Christmas, we have cinnamon buns that my mom makes homemade. I remember one Christmas, I got a uh, like uh, robe, night coat, and. I thought that was it, like the night robe was cool enough, but then in the pocket was an iPod, and so it really caught me off guard because I didn't see the gift there from the moment I saw the Christmas tree, so it caught me off guard and it was a really awesome Christmas gift. Just uh, spending time with my family or when I was a kid, my cousins used to come over all the time and that was always uh, pretty special. I guess I gotta say, I was uh, six years old and I was opening Christmas presents and I never thought my parents would actually get me a video game thing, but they got me a Game Boy Advance for Christmas with a Pokemon, so I spent like months playing that, and it was awesome. Favorite one is getting the candy bag after church choir. And my favorite Christmas memory ever was the first Christmas I got to spend with my boyfriend, which is also the year I got my first diamond necklace, but which is unimportant, right? Merry Christmas from NRI So yeah, it was really fun to run around here, RATV, and um, talk with everyone and learn everyone's memories it was a great time i love reminiscing especially on the holidays it's and so much fun yeah it just makes me get in the holiday mood just thinking about all that stuff well that concludes the most festive and the last feed of the semester thank you so much for joining us through the semester and we hope you have a happy and safe holiday season